Welcome, everyone, to Loud and Proud Orlando. It's Monday, January the 23rd, 8.42 p.m. Thank you so much for being live uh, with us. Uh, about 15 people live right now. Thank you for your support. We're here. Uh, we're a lot, a, lot of, a lot of info, a lot of news uh, for Orlando City, a lot of moves. We're going to go um, talk all about them, as well as we want to definitely encourage, uh, before I give the mic to the rest of the gang, just... Uh, Remind you guys to subscribe to our to our social media outlets. Uh, we're available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. Click on the notification bell for all notifications. Subscribe to the channel. Drop us a like. Uh, the more likes we get, YouTube will recommend our video to all to more Orlando City fans. So thank you so much for your support. As well, we're on Twitter as LPO Podcast and Facebook as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much. And uh, we're also um, on audio form on Spotify and Apple Podcasts right after the show. So thank you so much for supporting us. Um, this is going to be our second year of LPO. So definitely it's exciting, exciting time. So um, again, 506 subscribers. We're growing. Uh, help us get to 1K this year. Thank you so much again for uh, being there for us. There's a lot of new content that's coming uh, for the channel, so we're definitely excited to announce all of that on the near future. So uh, before we start, let's read some comments from uh, people that's online. Victor Rivera, ILF, getting a lot of new members this year, still debating. There you go. Uh, Joshua Tall, I'm very happy about the new signings. Jonathan Rittner, how we feel about our offseason now with even, more, with even more signings? Do we feel like we've given the tools Poppy needs to make this team an attacking team. Uh, we'll have to see. Definitely the retirement of Grasso. You know, it's kind of a little bit of a downturn, but I think uh, Orlando City has uh, the tools to overcome it. Uh, Jonathan Rittner says, big shout out to David again for his son and his Bart Misba. Jonathan Rittner, thank you so much. Um, so let's go with um, uh, John. How are you doing? Uh, good evening. Good, thank you. All the way up here in enemy territory in New York just uh <laughs> away for the weekend so i'm excited to talk some orlando city uh paula how are you today super excited to be here i'm in i'm still in florida but in a hotel too so um not in the <laughs> not in miami for sure not in the enemy territory territory but i'm excited to uh be here with y'all and and looking forward to for the topics for today all right dave how are you, my friend? You're in. It seems like you're in the uh, in, in the exile. Yes, I'm in. I'm in our state's capital, T town, <laughs> Tally, Tallahassee. So oh, it seems like everybody's out of the house uh, on this episode. Mm -hmm. So, and of course, I have to let it be known, I am the newest member of the airline firm. Holla, your boy. That, there you go, there you go, there you go, there you go. So, um, let's start with uh, let's start with the retirement of you know Louis Louis Grasso, and then I um, mean, you know, also we want to say Darian Jenkins retired too from Orlando Pride. I was very surprised about that. She called it a career too, but what happened with uh, Louis Grasso? I want to say, um, I guess you know, surprised all of us because he had, he was a high pick right for us and. You know, what were your thoughts, John, regarding, you know, his retirement? And, you know, I guess we were talking off, off the record regarding this, and you were saying that maybe he may attempt, you know, possibly, you know, who knows? Uh, 
tried the the third division of uh, Bundesliga, right? Uh, Bundesliga three. I mean, maybe um, it's, it's it's a strange one. You know, if it was anybody, you said you you've made it through the college system and you've got that MLS contract and you're picked out of the Super Draft. You know, I think that's a dream come true for most people. Um, so it was a little strange. It, it might seem that maybe he thinks he'll never make it into the first team. And perhaps he, you know, thinks he has better options elsewhere abroad. Um, it's hard to say, but it definitely took me uh, by surprise, for sure. Right. Uh, I mean, as a player that played um, 59 games, 56 starts out of the 59, scored six goals, five assists. Uh, then when he played his senior season, he played 21 games, 1,700 minutes, three goals, one assist, um, 31 shot attempts. So, I mean, this this guy had, had something going on, right? I mean, and uh, obviously, you know, a lot of people knock on Tesho, but Tesho was uh, – he was top dog in, in college. So, uh, you know, he was top dog in college. So, I mean, this guy uh, definitely had uh, – Orlando City had an eye for him, and you know they were expecting a lot of good things. Unfortunately, he decided to retire. Dave, uh, what are some of the the info you got regarding uh, his retirement? Uh, yes, our friend uh, Austin David in his podcast Orlando Soccer Show uh, said that you know some of his sources basically said the decision by the player was made because he was told that he wasn't going to get an MLS contract this year, that he basically was going to be with OCB. And, uh, you know, he's about to graduate uh, with his bachelor's degree. He's already 24 years old. Perhaps uh, he has uh, better options in his career choice and uh, just decided to call it a day. Uh, mind you that... Uh, he had played fifth division in his native Germany. Uh, so perhaps, you know, uh, sometimes people feel, okay, this is, this is what football has given me. And, um, you know, a scholarship, I was able to go to school and, and, and that's it. You know, maybe he knows his limitations. Uh, shocked, to be honest with you, because uh, none of us here in the panel were expecting that type of news. I mean, he had an opportunity to add some depth behind AC, Robin, Rodrigo Flagel. I mean, you got to understand Thomas Williams was also there. Um, and, you know, injuries happen. There's four tournaments. I mean, I think if he would have not – I mean, there's a lot of players in the MLS that have gone the MLS Next or at this point USL before MLS Next route. Um, and it has worked fine for them. Like Marcos Lopez from San Jose Earthquakes is one is one example. He he went to he got into San Jose Earthquakes. Uh, he wasn't international or anything. And then he went into USL, played for I think it's San Diego for a couple of uh, for half a season, and then he went back to the MLS, got to the first team, and followed the process. And then now he plays for Feyenoord. Uh, he's a starter uh, left back of Feyenoord. You, you know so. I mean, things can happen that way, too, if you kind of wait around. I, I want to say hello to Kemble Guadalupe as well. He didn't wait his turn. He, he should have. He could have been right now in the talks of being depth for Orlando City in the first team. But unfortunately, you know, money and, you know, your agent blinds you. And, you know, they think you think that playing first division in Peru is going to be much better than waiting your process and maybe playing in the MLS for Orlando City. 
and just winning your turn, right? Um, what, what do you think about this, Paula, about him retiring? Do you think uh, this is going to be, you know, should we get another center back? Should we get another another tool to, to maybe boost, uh, have some more depth? Or do you think, do you feel that like we're good with the center backs that we have right now? No, not really. When I saw this retirement news, I was like, what? This came out of the blue. I think um, everybody was shocked. I was looking forward to see him and see if he made it or not to the um, first team. But at the, at the same time, it's like what you just said, Luis. Sometimes you have to um, show them what you are made of, right? And start from the lowest to the highest. And I don't know. He's international. Probably he wants to go back home. We don't know. But we definitely need some uh, center back right right there with Rodrigo Schlegel um because we're we're how many tournaments for we're playing so I think we need that rotation um so it's a little bit concerning but I know I trust the uh, front office that they're doing the right decisions and we can we we wish him the best we cannot hold him back if he wants to go home and we don't know like the the news didn't say he's going home back or or anything he was personal reasons but you put one and two together you you know what is going on. So we wish him the best. Let's read some comments from uh, the chat right here. Let's say Jeffrey O. Hermanos, when show, it's going to be fun watching the counterattacks this season. I believe so. PDB Gaming. This is Ruckus is where it's at. There you go. Uh, Ruckus Tainos, right? I want to say hello to them too. Uh, Hermanos, when show. Thank you so much, my friend. Gracias. Brian Guerrero, uh, like a block of ice. Thank you so much, sir. Shout out to our friend Brian G. He is the guy that works behind the scenes and gets me all the links to, uh, by, by the way, by three hours, this man found out about our new signing. So, Brian, you know you, you know how we do. There you go. This is uh, all right. So let's let's jump into the second topic here. I mean, former OCB coach uh, will director Marcelo never left left Orlando City to sign for. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna say it, Bachata Squad, Dominican Republic. Um, and to me personally, I guess call me picky and up, you know maybe call me controversial. I mean, it's gonna. I mean, it's this is a money move, in my opinion. It has to be. I mean, I, I don't really see another. I mean, I, I know that Dave maybe disagrees with me, but I think I know that their plan is twenty 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 five. But I I personally believe it's going to be like the hundred year plan from Japan. That just it's not just working because Japan had a hundred year plan to make it to. Semifinals of a World Cup, apparently, and I think it, it's starting to become this controversial topic in Asia. And now Dominican Republic sends this guy. I think it's a good move for them for sure, but I think it's a money move. I, I don't really see him. I mean, it's just tough. The, the islands don't get the competition, you know, uh, like in Comebol, and unless both the whole America, whole America unites. Uh, then we'll see more competition. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I thought it was uh, just a, a move that, you know, it, it was just derived by by money. I don't know. What are your thoughts there, Dave? What are, what are your thoughts? 
Oh, it's definitely a, a money move. Uh, Marcelo had already um, been a uh, uh, I want to say like a, I guess the word contractor or advisor to Puerto Rico uh, in the USVI. Um, the two territories of the United States pretty much get uh, the the scraps guys that can make it in the U.S. squad. This is their plan B, and that's how Jamaica, Trinidad, and all these other islands have operated for for a long time. The, the players that are have a connection to the island. If England doesn't pick him, Canada doesn't pick him, the United States doesn't pick him. The island is the backup. Uh, and uh, one of the things that we were talking about before we started recording is uh, right now Dominican Republic has the best league in the Caribbean. Uh, Cuba's a communist country, so that takes them out of the equation. Puerto Rico's league is non-existent. Uh, Haiti politically is unstable. Their league is not actually holding a tournament at the moment. Uh, Jamaican Trinidad, uh, while their national teams have success thanks to the uh, English diaspora, uh, their leagues uh, are not that good. So, you know, the, their goal is 2025 Gold Cup. Right now, the way CONCACAF has it set up is the winner of the Caribbean Cup will have a place in, um, in the Gold Cup. So this is a move they, have, they want to, to push forward. Right now, Dominican Republic has a lot of players that are coming from MLS, USL, NCAA, uh, from Spain. Um, most of these guys are usually the grandchildren, great-grandchildren of Dominicans. They have no connection to the island other than, than that. And uh, so, you know, I wish them the best uh, as long as they're not playing Puerto Rico. And, uh, you know, Marcelo, uh, he, uh, Orlando, the Orlando City Academy has a lot of uh, invested in the Caribbean because obviously Florida has diasporas of all the islands here. So, uh, it, like I said, it, it doesn't surprise me at all of, of the move. Yeah. And then, you know, um, I mean, under his direction, you want to say, he, he, you know, you got Raul Aguilera, uh, we, we had Wilfredo Rivera, we had Mikey Holiday, we have Freeman, jo Jordan Bender at some point. Um, so a lot of good players right now. Um, what are your thoughts regarding this move there, John? You know, I think, is he, is he, is he going to be a huge loss for the academy, you believe? Um, I think it's, it's a hard one to say. Obviously, he did well with the academy. I mean, he won... MLS Next Championship with the U17 side. I think being an academy coach is is difficult. I don't think it's an easy job to do. I think that um, there's a lot of pressure on you to develop kids based on how the senior team wants you to develop them and which players they want to move on and what they want to change. So obviously he's done a good job with us at the time. But like you said, it seems like he wants to move for the money, but also maybe it's for just to be more on a national scale. Maybe he wants to be seen more and maybe eventually move up um, into a different job out of out of this Dominican Republic job that he's just got. And that would kind of put him on the, you know, in the news a bit more than perhaps playing with OCB, uh, managing OCB. So I can see that. I think for us, it's, you know, it could be a loss. It depends who we bring in. And I think right. Academy, like I said, is a hard one to find someone to run it well. Um, so hopefully we can go find someone to replace him because it seems like he's been doing a pretty good job of uh, bringing up our youth. Right. And, you know, homegrown players, uh, he definitely, him and, and uh, 
his staff develop a lot of homegrown players. And I mean, maybe, you know, like Dave was saying, right. They, they're trying to, you know, maybe bring some kids that have Dominican um, double nationality, right. And try to brew them into that system and maybe set up the foundation for what could become something interesting in the Caribbean. Right. Uh, again, uh, CONCACAF uh, gets also a couple of more spots for the 2026 world cup. So, you know, we'll see, you know, um, because already the the big three are going, right? Mexico, Canada, and the U.S. And then, you know, you get three more. So it's up for grabs. Uh, let's see what they can do. Uh, wh what were your thoughts uh, regarding uh, this move, uh, Paola? Do you think uh, this is going to be a, a big loss for, for the club? Or this is more of a, hey, you know, let's see what else is out there, right? I think there um I don't know his I don't know his name but I'm I'm not pretty sure. I think it's uh the you you know 15 something like that Javier uh Javier he's a per Peruvian coach that he's um in the academy. Yep, yep. That that one. I think he's going to get his spot. I don't know cuz he has been doing a great job with the um with the younger kids. So let's see. I'm curious who's who's going to pick up this position, but definitely it's for money. And I don't think Dominican Republic is going to be in 2026. Right. But let's see if the opportunity came in and knocked the door, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say no to it. Right. So I, I agree with John. Um, probably he wants to put his name on the hat of the international in the international way league. So, but let's see. Right. Um, you talked about Javier Carrillo. And I want to say this, I mean, and I'm sure he, he, hopefully he's watching. If he is, fantastic. I think he's done a fantastic job with the academy. Um, I, wish, I wish he could see, I wish the Peruvian national team at some point could see what he's been doing with young talent in the United States because it's, it's not looked. And this is it's due to plain ignorance, in my opinion. I mean, what he's what he's what he's doing with Orlando City Academy is huge. No other coach that that is Peruvian has ever done it anywhere. And uh, right now, if you see the under the South American under twenties, Peru's eliminated. He lost. They lost every single game, like uh, like bad, like horribly, to the point that. People are worrying that there's no future, there's no hope after Galese retires, after you know all these players that went to 2018 are 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 because they're 30 now. So they think that there's no hope. You know, that you can maybe rescue two kids out of that whole squad. And um they're not looking at getting the people that are capable of maybe handling youth because it's different to handle first team squad to handle youth you know you got to be uh, a different type of coach and uh you you, you don't you, you you can breed those and have leadership qualities but definitely you have to have the talent uh, to to be a, a youth a youth level coach and you could see in, in oscar pareja that like he was a youth coach and now he's transitioned to first team and he's done well in both but but you know you can see carrillo moving to to that level too Hopefully he gets his chance at some point, you know, because I mean, definitely uh, South America is, you know, this is the, this is the reason why in the World Cup, South America, unless it's Argentina, right, 
I, I mean, it's just not good in, in, for youth. It's just not, it's not brewing any youth talent right now aside of Argentina and Brazil. There's really no other country that's brewing like talent. And so that is very worrying. And so, you know, uh, I wish the best uh, to Carrillo as well as I uh, wish the best to uh, Mr. Neverleft with Dominican Republic. You know, maybe he learned some bachata there, you know, uh, some, some, some salsa for sure. And there's some comments here. B Hulk 05. This is like John said, it's either has to be a money move or to increase his image because honestly, there isn't many reasons to want to coach a Caribbean team. That's right. B Hulk 05. It says, Do you think we'll make any more signings? What are your thoughts there, John? Uh, do you think you'll, we'll make any more signings? Uh, I think, like Paula said, I think the center back, especially after we lost Grasso, is, a, is an issue. Um, it depends how much time we're going to see out of out of Williams and in, in back up in that position alongside Schlegel as a backup. Uh, but I, I would like to see another center back with MLS experience, not just a youth center back, really, because we've got that in Williams and we've got, you know, a reliable backup in Schlegel. We kind of need another reliable backup. And I spoke about it last week as well, that. Both Antonio Carlos and Robin Jansen the last few seasons have picked up multiple injuries throughout the season. And that's really where I'm concerned is I with the four competitions, they're going to get injured and it's going to happen. And we need two very competent MLS level backups to step in when that happens. Right. I totally agree with that. Um, what are your thoughts there, Dave, regarding um, any more signings that you may we may see? Think you will we'll see some more? Uh, well, you know, if it was up to me, let's let's uh, go find more. But uh, the reality is that we are reaching our ceiling. Uh, remember that we cannot sign more than 32 players uh, to the first squad. Um, like many other people uh, on, 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 on Twitter and social media, I believe that a lot of our younger players are going to go on loan. I would love to, for that to happen. I think um, there's a lot of talent in USL Championship where our players can grow. I would love to see that. Really, 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 really. I would love to see that. And, and I know some people will get upset, but, you know, we have two very good USL teams in Florida, Rowdies and uh, Miami, and we perhaps can send players there. You know, I know some people find it an abomination to send players to the Rowdies but the reality to me is, is that whatever rally we had, that's dead. It's we, we have proven that we are we are here and they're down here, and it's always gonna be like that. I think we need to just let that the the bygone era just just go in, uh, exploit the fact that they are a very good team, they're a very good side, and they're not that far away from Orlando. So we can send our guys there, and in the case of recalling for tournaments or injuries or whatnot. We can bring them over. Uh, I don't think, and I'll finish with this, I don't think OCB this year is going to provide the quality of competition that, that we need. Uh, we saw how uh, we sent our guys to uh, OCB, and they were like superstars, and then we tried to transition them to the first team, and there were some deficiencies. We sent some guys on loan, and they, they, they took time for them to gel in those clubs. I just, I honestly, I think OCB to me, the way I'm going to treat it from now on, it's just a step up above the academy. Uh, it's not what we envisioned when they were saying that they were going to bring it back. Right. Uh, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, Orlando needs to. I mean, this year especially. I mean, we need depth, and I think uh, OCB is going to be huge. Um, hopefully, you know, everything pans out correctly for them. Um, we have a lot of talent, and talking about OCB and and the talent in the academy, you know, I want to give a shout out to uh, Sac Campagnolo. He's um, Zachary. He's a U15 Orlando City player. He's been selected the UN's to represent the youth team, U.S. Um, men's national youth team, the youth level. But also, he's in the trial with Shock 04. Uh, he's doing trials with Shock right now. Shock is a very historic club in Germany, uh, the rivals of Bayern Munich, uh, one of the rivals. So Jefferson, Jefferson Farfan played there, uh, was a star there. Raul played there. Uh, Klajan Huntelar uh, played there. Um, Joey Matip. Um, a lot of players, I think, um, you know, it's, it's a huge club. It's, uh, I mean, for, for, for that age, uh, for him to, be, to do trials in Germany at that age, it's definitely saying that he's probably going to be part of the national team at some point if he keeps going this way. A lot of huge future, and this comes from Orlando City Academy. I mean, this is this is this speaks volumes right here. Uh, this is of, of the work that they do in the youth level. Uh, I mean, not only I mean, it's it's definitely him because he's talented, but also the, the the foundation that the club can do right. And talking about that, then we're talking about the call ups, right? And I wanna I want John's input. You know, Alex Freeman, we were called up for the under twenty three United States of America as well as. Uh, Mikey Holiday, which I really would hope that he will have a lot of minutes this year. I think it's his time to shine, as well as uh, Thomas Williams, which I mean, ph phenomenal, phenomenal player and great, great of an even person. I think he's he's a, he's a great kid. So, uh, what are your thoughts? You know, this you know we're talking about the academy, we're talking about Nevelev going uh, to the Dominican Republic, you know, and you get all these fantastic news of the progress that the academy is doing. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Holiday already. I think really we want him to to get a chance in the first team. Um, but he's been part of the U twenty setup for a long time. He's like one of the, I think, the most minutes under the U twenty setup for the last few years. Williams again has seen a lot of. I don't sure U twenty minutes, but definitely U nineteen minutes, U eighteen minutes. Freeman as well has has spent time in the youth national teams. You know, like you were talking about our academy and our uh, our homegrown setup and. And the way we're developing players, I mean, the Southeast and Orlando and Central Florida has been is a hotbed of, you know, young talent and putting the investment in the academy we did five, six years ago is now paying off. And you're seeing these guys in the U20, U19, U18, you know, national teams, which is which is huge. That's the next step to then becoming a full time MLS player and then going on from there. So. It's all positive and it's all good. And I, I really hope that they can learn from this experience and then they can bring that back to the club. And that's uh, we're talking about how many minutes they're going to see this year. Um, Mikey, we want to, you know, holiday. We really want to see him see some minutes. Um, Williams and Freeman, because it's going to be a little harder for them. Uh, maybe they like Dave was saying, maybe they need to go out to a USL team uh, and get, you know, full a whole season under their belts as opposed to just three or four games and some substitutions. Um, that's what I would like to see, but the positivity is the key here. Having guys in the U 20 setup 
is huge. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's fantastic. You know, you could see definitely not only the work that the club is doing, but just um, the level of of mentorship and 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 you know how they're training these kids. I mean, it's it's top notch. You know, top quality. You know, um, compared to other leagues uh, like you know the German league and the Spanish league, how they brew their their youth. I mean, the MLS is really you know, up to par, in my opinion, youth level right now, uh, bringing in a lot of talent. So breeding a lot of talent. So I think that's, that's phenomenal, especially 2026 coming up. Dave, what are your thoughts regarding all these news about the call-ups, about Zachary? You know, I think this is phenomenal news for the club, right? No, 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 absolutely. Uh, doesn't surprise me. Um, I had the opportunity to see firsthand um, the academy, um, practice when when the in 2020 they allowed the season ticket holders to to visit. Uh, also, uh, at the invitation of a listener and mother of one of the U17s, uh, I went to to watch a game two years ago with our friend our friend Cleon from uh, Orlando Lions. Then uh, had a great time. Uh, we defeated Miami. Uh, we, I mean, we beat them like a like an old rug, and um, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of talent there. <laughs> uh, but uh, one of the things uh, on a recent interview that Ricardo Moreira had, uh, he he said that the academy costs a lot of money, and we're talking we're talking millions of dollars that have to be invested into these young young people, and uh, the I mean, the academy uh, is hoping that we can we can we can have this type of player where we can, you know, this, uh, as this sale, if it happens, uh, it will bring prestige, prestige to Orlando, but at the same time will basically allow us to, to break even academies don't make money. If we don't sell players, not every player in the academy is going to end up in the first team, not because they're not good enough. It's just because, you know, this is the nature of the business. Um, uh, I remember meeting uh, Thomas Williams family a few years back. Uh, on my blog, I dedicated an episode to it to to him, and they were like blown away, super thankful. And you can see where this young man gets the the, the, the this 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 persona, this work ethic. Fantastic people. Um, this guy's the the sky's the limit, and uh, I, I think our national team will benefit from players like this. So all I have to say right now is, uh, you know, if if you can. Support the team. I, I wish that the, the club made it easy for non-parents to go to the games. And, you know, I think uh, it will be fantastic if the guys see supporters showing up and, 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 and you know, giving them uh, support. Not to be over-redundant. <laughs> right. Uh, Paola, what are your thoughts regarding um, the under-20? This is fantastic news because it could bring a lot of value for the academy and they need it, right? Um, I would like to see more Alex Freeman on, on the first team. We didn't see him. Um, a lot of minutes, only like one or two minutes at the end of the game. Um, and Holiday, he deserves to be more games, starting more games. Um, I like how he crosses the ball. He has speed. So I think meaning the depth that we need in the right back, I think this is the right time for him to step up. And he needs minutes. If he wants to correct things, he needs 
to play the minutes that he's missing. Um, I like how Williams plays as a center back. He needs more minutes too in order to improve what he's missing. Um, so I think we're going to see a, a little bit of rotation there on, on the back um, in the defensive side. But um, I'm excited to see the young players coming from the academy to the first team because it speaks a lot and it motivates the under 15, under youth players to step up the game and to play well. The same interview that uh, David is, is, is saying about Ricardo, he says that he goes to those to those games and he's he watches and see, he sees if there's potential or not. It's always a, a game for those people in the academy. So it speaks a lot. No, I completely agree with you on that. Um, and let's read some comments if we have any comments here. It says, uh, do you think uh, Orlando City, Joshua Tall, can still get a ride back before the season starts? Um, I, I think so. I think he can still ride back. I mean, we have... There's people still available in other markets. I mean, if they just got the guy from Iceland, right, which we'll talk about in just a moment, um, you know, why not, right? I don't know what are your thoughts there, John, regarding another ride back. I think it's uh, it's all down to whether Poppy right. believes in Holiday or not. That That's what it is. They've either earmarked it to say 100%, he's our guy, we're going to give him the chance, and, and then we're going to have you know Smith and Freeman as backups. Or they're thinking we aren't, don't think he's quite that there yet, and we want to be safe, and we want to bring someone in. Um, to what David said, we're we're getting close to maxing out our squad, and there's there's so many rules at MLS with how a player's contract works, and whether they're international, whether they're under TAM, or whether they're under GAM. So it's not as easy as you think just to bring in a player. Um, they've got to fit the right part role in the squad they've got to fit the right contract within our limits of what we can do within the squad um i i think they might be looking to get in uh experienced mls right back um but we kind of have kyle smith for that i mean he is an experienced mls right back so maybe they're thinking that's enough backup and they're going to give holiday the chance it, it's a really hard one to say yeah i'm just a little i mean to me there's a lot of question marks uh, i mean there's question marks on defense when there's when they're not healthy. I mean, I mean, if Antonio Carlos and Jensen are healthy and fit, you're talking about top five center back duels in the MLS for sure. But then, you know, when you take him out of the picture, you take one of them in the picture, and then you have to put Schlegel there. And Schlegel has had some great, great, great um you know, performances, but he's also had some, you know, when he's especially very tired. Uh, I'm talking about the, the, the last 20 minutes of the game. It's just, he just can't, he just can't handle that, you know. And uh, then you have, you even had Kyle Smith start a center back a couple games, you know. And so that's where we're trying to see, right? Um, plugging and playing, you know. And uh, I think it's time for Holiday to shine. And if, yeah, I mean, if they truly want to bring another right back or maybe they bring a, a center back that could play the right back position as well, right? I mean, like, Alexander Cannes was available. He's going to Girona, which is like New York City FC and is NYCFC in, in Spain, right? Pretty much is owned by the same people. So it's like a e easy transfer, you know? And uh, But he could play the left, left back and center back. 
So maybe get a center back like that, right? That is able to play a dual role and can maybe has even scored as a right back, but it's a center back. You know, there are players that they could do that for sure. I don't know in the MLS, but I mean, I just would hate to see a complete lack of depth. And then let's say one of the players goes goes down and then we, we're stuck with a young core of players, which I don't think it will. I mean, I'm not knocking them down. I just think that, you know, it, it's a young core of players. Like, I mean, if you add Hackenberg from OCB and, and you know, you add other players from OCB, for sure. I mean, they're definitely going to perform, but I mean, they're not your starting center back duo, right? So, um, but then, you know, if you look at uh, the mid up top, I mean, we're, we're pretty much good to go. Uh, I mean, uh, Kara, whether people like it or not, Kara has, is the top scorer in the, for Orlando City, has 11 goals. So, you know, hopefully this is the season that he scores 16 or, or even hopefully 20 goals. You know, it'll, it'll be great, you know. Um, that's why I think Orlando City paid for. Now we have Ramiro Enrique as well and, you know, I'm, I'm McGuire. So, and I, I think John was saying that too. So, so it's a promising season, right, John? John? Especially for signings. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a promising season. I think we've uh, we've done a big overhaul. There's a lot of players out and a lot of players in. And it, it just depends on how quickly they gel together. That's always the case when you do this much turnover and you've got that many changes in the locker room. How quickly can these players come together? I think a lot of them obviously haven't had MLS minutes that have come from other leagues. So that's a question mark. Um, you just We won't know until the beginning of the season or even the preseason match, how, how we're going to hit the, the ground running. I think by halfway through the year, we're, we're definitely going to be well gelled and the squad's going to be at max potential. But that could be the case coming right out of the gate at the beginning of the season. And that, that's what we hope for. And then uh, we have uh, the big news of Orlando City pretty much set to sign two players. Uh, the first one, I'm going to be talking about Icelandic international midfielder. His name is Dag, Dagur Dan Thorholson, right? I just want to say if I spelled it right uh, or, or said it right. My apologies if I didn't. He's headed to the to Orlando City. Uh, you're talking about also Ramiro Enrique from Banfield in Argentina. Um, very exciting player. I think both of them. Um, but let's talk about uh, Thorholson for sure. Um, what are what, what were your thoughts when you heard um, about his signing, Dave? Uh, did it catch you by surprise? Uh, were you expecting no, a no. signing? No, I did not did not catch me by surprise. I, you, you guys know I am the poster child of humility and self control, and uh, I don't like to boast and uh, and and blow my own sail. But I told you guys this was gonna happen. I I tweeted. I said, "Hey, Ricardo's not done." Of course, I wasn't in the liberty of this, describing the players that he, they were going after. We had uh, 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 we have twelve players, twelve targets. Something didn't pan out, and those are some of the players that we have featured here. Uh, Luis Musi had an interview with our good friend uh, Mike Gramajo, where he said, "Hey, all the rumors that you're hearing, some are true, some are not." Uh, I will be lying to you if I told you that that I knew that this ex exact player was going to be the target. Comes out of left field. So Orlando City's Icelandic community rejoice. We actually do have 
an Icelandic community, uh, small but uh, very vocal, and uh, I'm sure uh, that the Viking clap will be heard at Exploria. Um, the guy's an enigma, but again, we have players, complete unknowns, that have become club legends, if you will. So I, I, I trust the judgment of uh, the gentlemen that uh, run our club. What were your thoughts, Paula, regarding the signing? Uh, for Let's start with uh, Dagur Dan Thorholsen. It caught me by surprise, to be honest. Not about yeah, about the sign, like uh, about the player. I knew that there were more signings coming up, but I didn't. This was out of the blue. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I have said in other podcasts, like I think what Papi is is looking is for versatility, and this is the type of player of versatility too. He can play the center midfield, um, sorry, attacking midfield, center forward, a left winger too. So I'm excited. I just want to see him, and hopefully, he gels good with the team. He comes here, performs well is a little like this is our you know our secret card there boom and and he can score goals as well i i was seeing um a free kick that he he does and i mean the the guy can put those free kicks in the back of the net so let's see if he can transition that his performance here to the to the mls and hopefully he can do it right So let's see. I'm 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 pumped, um, but like I said, I I need to see the player uh, first, and then I can you know start bragging. Oh, the little guy from Iceland and blah blah blah. But I'm pumped. I I trust like David said. I trust what the recruiters are doing, and then Luis Musi and and Ricardo Moreira. They know they're not gonna sign anybody um, to this team. So that's right, and. Um... John, did it catch you by surprise? I mean, Bray de Blick, right? Um, it's a huge club, you know, fantastic, you know. I know it's, uh, uh, it's hard to say. It's, it's, it's Anna, well, no, no, that's Norway. I almost killed it. I was like, Anna Nelson's favorite team, but never mind. That's Norway. That's that's urgent. Uh, what's his name? Um, Holland. That's Holland's um, uh, people. So, um, what were your thoughts regarding this, this, this player? I mean, 40. 11 goals, 7 assists. I mean, it seems pretty good. Box-to-box midfielder. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's another young signing. I'm always I'm always for the young signings who've got potential to grow. You know, if this guy's 28 and only seen four caps for Iceland, I'd be a bit concerned. But at 22, it's it's about, you know, where you'd want to see him. And I think Iceland, you know, is a very small nation. So it's good that he's getting on the Icelandic national team. He shows that he's at a certain level to be able to play at a certain level, and hopefully that level is MLS. Uh, in terms of what kind of midfielder it is, I think that remains to be seen. It's hard to say. When people say box-to-box by Virtusal, like Tom Bogart here, that could be anything. He yeah, could be a defensive midfielder. <laughs> He could be you know, a more attacking midfielder. He could be a box-to-box guy. Um, I think we'll have to wait and see on this one as to to what type of midfielder he is. But, but based on this free kick, it looks like he's got a, a nice finish on him. Yeah, hopefully, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see this video right here. Let me turn the music off because because of copyright. Um, he's uh, if he can if he can do if he if he can definitely hit free kicks. I'm content. 
I mean, that's a great signing in my opinion. I mean, I mean, that's 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 phenomenal. We haven't had that in a long time since Kaká. I mean, <laughs> we haven't had a a skillful um, player that can do that type of you know those type of uh, goals. You know, I don't know. It's not letting me play it anymore. I think it's maybe copyright. There you go. But either way, I think. Um, I mean, we'll give him benefit of the doubt. Again, uh, Orlando City is not signing, you know, huge names, you know, like Ibrahimovic or things like that. You know, they're going for the route of, you know, low-risk, high-reward players, you know, players that <clears throat> from leagues that are, um, you know, the, the score between 11, you know, in, in his case, assists, um in urgent cards case, it was 14 goals in the Austrian Bundesliga. So you're talking about players that are doing great or above and beyond in their own leagues and coming to the MLS and just bringing them into the system. Um, I think that's a great signing. You know, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, uh, he could be the next uh, Adrian Winter, right? And then people could love him right away and buy his jersey. Right, uh, Paola? What are you, oh, you, you look like you're smiling. No, it's it's funny because everybody was comparing um, with him and Twitter today, and I was looking Adrian at Winter. it, and I'm like, yeah. And Forever I was like, a lion hashtag. <laughs> so that's why I was laughing at it. But um, hopefully, let's see. I'm 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 pumped. I just want to see him in action in the pitch. That's right. And then you have Ramiro Enrique from Banfield, and you know this kid uh, definitely has been in the radar. For a lot of teams in South America, uh, also a lot of teams in Brazil, uh, this is a player that has had uh, just in the 2022 season with Banfield. Uh, he played 28 matches, six goals, one assist, uh, only three yellow cards, uh, uh, 20, 21 years old. Um, so I think he's, um, he's a center forward. If he wakes up, I mean, this could be a really good competition for Urjan Kara in my opinion, I think, uh, because of age, because of, um, you know, the skill, uh, cause he's coming from a league that you have to be skillful to play the nine. I mean, how many great nines Argentina has had in his, in history, you know, Batistuta, Crespo, you know, you've had, uh, so many players, uh, coming from the nine, Martin Palermo, so many, so many players. So, I think this kid um, is definitely, you know, again, Argentina, there's a mass exodus of Argentinian players uh, coming to the MLX and NMX because of political reasons, um, obviously. And, you know, he he picked Orlando City. I think it's a fantastic signing. I think it's great to see Urgent putting some fire into Urgent because we want to see that. We want to see the Terminator, man. You know, I want to see him saying, hasta la vista, baby, and score like 17 goals this season. Like, seriously. I think it would be fantastic. And I want to see this kid maybe score eight, nine goals. You know, I think if if we get that, I think we have a huge chance not only making playoffs, but and I don't know what Dave thinks about this, but actually, you know, being better at home because our, our, our last season, we were terrible at home. We didn't win nothing. I don't know. Thoughts about that, Dave, you know, about the signing, Ramiro Enriquez. Yeah, yeah no, our, our home form last year was really bad. Uh, all I have to say about uh, this, this, this signings, I hope they, they improve. Uh, we have four tournaments. We're going to be playing a ton of football. 
and uh, guys, it will be uh, ignorant of all of us to think that we're going to go out with the same starting 11 week in, week out. is impossible. Cannot be done. Cannot be done. So we definitely need uh, players that, that, that meet uh, expectation. And I have said before that with my, my overseas teams, that's the formula. The guy in the bench has the same skills. May not be as skilled as a starter, but it the the the, the uh, talent drop is minimal. If you guys remember in 2015, if we didn't have our starting eleven playing uh, a good game, uh, we were done because the bench that it was abysmal. So I uh, I have that expectation. Uh, I even said if my overseas teams have me eating steak. I can't be eating, you know, noodles here with Orlando City. I think the the expectation of the f- the fan base now is one of such where where people are expecting silverware. I'm gonna be honest with you. Our our rivals to the north are are completely in shambles. Our rivals in the south are are in distress. To me, an indication of our signings is the Talking Heads are actually giving us kudos, and fans from other teams are trying to – are scared. I mean, this is the reality. We are doing this with minimal investment, uh, but it's going to be a, a record-setting preseason for us, but at the same time, we are not going and paying $5.6 million for, for a player that is, is way past their prime. Right. You know, and I believe this is uh, – and I want to say this again and reiterate this. This is a great competition for Urgent Cara, and uh, – Definitely, if they both work. I mean, right now, Miami's boasting, saying, we got the duo. We got Batman and Robin. We got Leonardo Campana, El Pipo. And we got, uh, what's his name? Joseph Martinez, El Pipo Martinez. We got them. We got them. You know, this is our duo. And then, you know, if actually Urgent has, I mean, Austrian Superliga, 14 goals. Then, Orlando, first city with Orlando, first season with Orlando City, eleven goals. I mean, it, it's only three goals away, man. I mean, you're really gonna get that angry for three goals? Come on, man. You know, you, you can't knock down a player just because he missed three goals in one season. And then you, you're talking about coming to 2023 with this kid right behind him, hungry, ready to make a name for himself. You know, that's what I think. That's what Urgent needs. I don't know what John thinks about that, uh, but. I don't think Miami doesn't know what they have coming, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I think it's risky by Miami. I, I, Joseph Martinez is a guy who showed last year at Atlanta that he can cause problems in the locker room. So, and Miami have not, you know, they're no stranger to that. They've had their share of problems in the locker room. Um, I think there's a, the end of last season, they were saying that, oh, you know, we've got it together and we've got some camaraderie. So then why are you bringing in a guy who could totally wreck your whole? I mean, I, I want to see it happen. I think we all want to see it happen. We want to see it backfire. Um, and I think also Josep Martinez knows his options are limited. He's getting older. He's not as good as he once was. And uh, he, he's trying to get out of Atlanta. And Miami were the team that said, OK, we'll we'll buy you out. Right. I, w- yeah. I want to share this quick story, Luis. Um, sure. My wife was telling me that today she gave the kids a pop quiz, and randomly they were they were saying Joseph Martinez, and that's how she knew they were finished. 
Joseph Martinez is done, ladies and gentlemen. The only thing that Joseph Martinez is going to terrorize in 2023 is chicken and rice trays on tables. That's all that's going to happen. That's all that's going to happen. Vasco de Gama went to their house this past weekend, and the only fireworks were in the stands. We'll probably talk about that. 3-0. That team, 3-0. They couldn't even score one stinking goal in a preseason in their own house. And you're going to come and tell me that, that to watch out. Listen, we're going to mop the floor with a guy that is finished. Done. Man, strong words right there. Let's read some comments. Lol, David. Uh, LOL, lol. LOL, Joshitaal, David. You're funny about Joseph Martinez. Jim D, Robin will easily get at least one yellow card accumulation suspension this season. Had some injuries. At the center of depth. Yeah, that's that, that's hopefully I, not. Don't jinx it. Let's see if he no. went to anger management. I don't know. E learnings at the club. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I um, mean, so he needs to control himself. That's for sure. What are your thoughts regarding uh, this Argentinian player coming? Um, Paola Ramiro Enriquez. Oh, I'm 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 excited. Um, I think we we needed a, a a center forward like him. Um, seeing the highlights, he's there when we need a a player to put the ball back in the net. I think I agree with you. Uh, this is a Kara wake up call. If he doesn't perform, Enrique is going to be there because I know that they're coming here super hunger with hungry. Oh, also, man. also Kara doesn't like. I think. He has better players by him by himself this year in the front. Um, I think the balls are going to be crossed better than last year. Last year, I don't know what happened. Um, so I think he doesn't have an excuse to not put more goals back to the net. That's what I'm expecting. So I'm call him, calling him the Kraken, release the Kraken. Um, so I'm super um, curious and see if that connection with Ojeda is happening in the preseason so they can be dangerous up top. Um, Gaston, too, he's already connected to uh, Faku. So I think is it might be his year. I don't want to jinx it, but let's see. But Enrique, great to be a competition and see what happens. It's like, hey, if you don't wake up, I got this guy here. So bring your A game or you are going to be in the bench. That's right. That's right. Let's read some uh, comments. It's Enrique with double fire. Thank you so much, Joshua. Appreciate it. But, yeah, I mean, we're coming to – you know, another season coming up, you know, and we're looking at, at the depth uh, regarding Orlando City. I had uh, this, you know, and I feel like, I mean, we, we, we would need a couple of more uh, more additions. I don't know if, if you feel the same way. Um, I don't know if, again, and I asked the question, right back, center back, I think um, – you know, maybe another mid. I mean, another, we we already got another midfielder. We got the the Icelandic guy. So I think uh, midfield onwards, we're we're good. Uh, I don't know how how are we going to see a couple of more signings to the back. What are your thoughts regarding that, um, Jono? Who would you who would you sign availability? Because people are saying Kai Kamara is available. We should sign him. Kai Kamara from Vancouver. 
Uh, yeah, I don't want Kai Kamara. I know that sounds bad to say, but yeah. like, yeah, he's proven MLS striker, but the man has been everywhere. Yeah, and, he, yeah. you know, our whole model we're building here is, that's right. you know, and Enrique can be the next Kai Kamara, you know, like that's, that's the kind of thing you need to sign guys who have got that potential to grow and then you can, can sell them on for money. Kai Kamara, you know, might get you 10 goals. He's probably going guarantee you 10 goals, but you're not going to be able to sell him on for a lot of money. He's probably got a year or two, you know, left in them. I think when I look at the squad, now we've added Dagger Dan, which I'm just going to call him because his last name is too hard to pronounce. Um, he's in there in midfield. I want to know what happened. There was a rumor last week we talked about with uh, Andres Colorado. And yeah. now that would have been, I think if we bring him in as well, that midfield starts to look really deep and really strong. Uh, then we've got five guys in that center midfield position that could put a real shift in. Um, so I think we talked about the center back, right back situation. That's another area. But outside of that, I'm, I'm very happy with this squad. Even if we went into the season right now with this squad, we'd be fine. In fact, we'd do very well. So any additions from here on out just make us stronger. Um, we were talking about uh, heads around the league and, and people saying and singing our praises i was listening to the extra time podcast and tom bogart on there put us number one for the best offseason in mls and I, I think that that really shows that we've made some incredible moves and we we've really had a smart offseason and it's i think going to put us in the top three in the east on paper provided these players work out we're yeah. going to be a, a very, very strong team in the East. Yeah, and I want to say this. I mean, and again, you're probably going to kill me. People are going to kill me, but I mean, this the moves that we're making, it looks like Austin's. And you know how far Austin made it. So, and, and I mean, if we're looking to go that route, I'd rather go that route than going <laughs> LAFC or Miami's route. You know what I mean? Or NYCFC. That now they have they, they have they don't even know what they're gonna happen. If Alex Callens left. Uh, what are we gonna do? I don't know what I'm gonna do now. He's and goalkeeper gone. too, Johnson. Yeah. What's what's yeah. what's up with that dude? So yeah. yep. So I mean, former UCF player. There's a lot of people don't know Sean Johnson. So I mean, uh, you gotta invest your. I mean. I like the fact that the front office is not afraid to invest money in young talent and talent that it's going to be in the roster. They're able to keep a core. So they're able to have additions every season, but they, they like for now they kept the core. Like you have Cartagena, Araujo, Pereira, you have Kara. These are people who can't play last season, Torres, you know, and uh, they're adding, you know, you kept the pretty much the the three captains right there, the, the more veterans, Jensen, AC, and Galese. So, you know what I mean? So they're kept their core and they're adding additions. So I like the way Orlando's going. I think it's very smart. Uh, I don't know what are your thoughts regarding that, Dave. So we can. No, no, for sure. Uh, I'll be brief. Um, I think, um, like John said, um, this team right here is better than pretty much anything we had in the past. So right now, anything that it's added to it is a bonus. Um, and uh, I, I to answer Victor Rivera's question there or comment, I think Camara will not be a fit in the locker room. I agree. 
And uh, he has been around. And Luis, you said he was in Vancouver. He was actually in Montreal. Oh, Montreal. And he asked for a trade. <laughs> he oh. asked for a trade out of Montreal. So a guy that doesn't give, you know, just like when you're hiring employees, if a guy is like jumping all over the place, that to me shows zero commitment, uh, me, 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 me attitude. And besides, he, you know, when we have seen him in other teams, He's just not a, a team player. I mean, not to be uh, beat the old cliche, but uh, what we're trying to build in Orlando is a young, fast attacking team. And uh, uh, so people wanted uh, the uh, uh, the Spanish guy that we used to have here. What's his name? Um, Uri Rossell. They wanted oh, yeah. him back. I'm sorry. You know, that ship has sailed. We wish him well, but we He's can't. Got no legs. We, yeah, we can that. That's in the past. That's it. That rear view mirror stuff. We need to look into the into the future. Yeah, and talking about Uri Rosell, and uh, you know, want to add, we're gonna go to the what the Facebook part of the show, and then we'll um, then do closing remarks uh, from Facebook. I'm not gonna say the group, but it's a group that doesn't like me. They apparently I'm spamming them. With the loud and proud stuff, they don't like our stuff, and uh, they know who they are, and um, they call Fra Fra Fabrizio Romano a reputable Italian journalist, the most smokescreen guy in the world that has sold so many players fake. Like you want to talk about fake news, and these people call him a respectable. I'm just gonna stay quiet. Because he, he's ruined a lot of negotiations just for putting shit out that didn't even have to be out. But anyways, Aaron Garand. Nice picture, sir. Yes. And Uri Rossell is a free agent now. Bring him back for veteran depth. Five people laugh. Um, and then, you know, he says, oh, Lord, what exactly did Uri do apart from slowing down our attack? I will pass on Uri. Please, no. Says Jesus Gamundi, our friend. He's in, this, in that same group. Um, I mean, uh, Uri Rossell should not, should not be playing that. This, this is the right equivalent now. of calling your ex-girlfriend at 3 o'clock in the morning with, are you up, to text. I'm sorry. This, this is what it is. Friends, we got to break clean. We got to wish them well. It was fun. That's it. Now, I, I want the Facebook from my friends from the mainland. Why Orlando City should sign Kay Kamara from the makers of why should uh, what was he saying? Something about Joseph Martinez, too. Maybe we, we should uh, sign uh, Dom Dwyer, bring back uh, Dom, Dom Dwyer. Oh, yeah, bring back Dom Dwyer. Yeah, there you go. Kay Kamara wants out of Montreal or Ben Miller writes that he could be the perfect, reliable, productive veteran backup striker for Orlando City. I honestly, and I'll be, I mean, you're gonna kill me about it, but I feel like we should. We should not bring this guy. I mean, this guy's toxic, in my opinion, in the locker room. I mean, he he's there. For, I mean, I understand that, you know, you I mean, you got to get compensated for your services and stuff like that. But he's just uh, what they called in in my side of the world, mercenary. You're a mercenary of the sport. You just you have no loyalty to any club or ever. You know, you're just there for to make a buck or two and then leave. Um and I think we should give opportunity to the young kids, if anything, you know. I mean, I, I have full faith in Kerry this year. I have full faith in what Ramiro Enriquez could do. Um, and 
you know, let's go from there. You know, I think Kamara is done. But you know, that was on one what the Facebook. This was in a Facebook group too. And then uh, when this was um, answered, like after Grasso retired, and they they put it on on the group, like Grasso retired, like blah blah blah. Another homesick guy heading home. Probably should have entered the draft in the first place, buddy. You know, Declan Doyle. Then uh, Kevin uh, Loico says, we could block him. Look, we could block him from going to another MLS team, but I don't think we can do anything about going to a European team. I mean, that's what John was saying, right? I think that's, and then that's exactly what will happen. So people are th- think, they're, they're thinking the same as John. I think they think that he's definitely retiring to go to Europe. Um, it could be, right? I mean, but... I don't think um, not even championship level he could play. I think maybe uh, league, league. I mean, third division, maybe France or maybe Germany. But the guy was already playing fifth division in Germany, unless yeah, he yeah. has uh, injected himself with some talent or hormones. I mean, that's where he's at. And besides, drafting a player doesn't guarantee them a spot. We could have be like, hey, we're releasing him. We wish you well. And he ends up playing with the, uh, I don't know, the, the New Orleans uh, uh, Bucks Mashers. I don't know. I mean, that's how it is. Then uh, Wayne Bart makes a good uh, – well, this was when they were talking about um, the signing for Ramiro Enriquez. Too many forwards, not enough mids, right? And then Brian Baxter says, true, but at least they aren't afraid to spend the money. Could prove to be better than spending on older players at the end of their careers. I totally agree with that. Says, when I'm running through this group, people complain about striker performance, lack of goals, while some simultaneously forgetting how the ball gets up into the attack. We were bottom in the league in creating chances, and those chances can come from the mid. If you don't feed the chicken, the chicken doesn't eat. Do you guys agree with Wayne? Yeah, I mean, in I mean, some he, way, that, like he, Paula he has said, to play Ronaldinho. He knows. Yeah, you you got to feed Cara the ball so Cara can put the ball in the back of the net. I mean, I think there's some some merit to that, but yeah. also Cara did miss some chances. Yeah, so right. it, it's a little bit of both. And I, I got to give you guys a, we strengthened both forwards and mids. I got to give you guys a quick analogy, and then and this goes to to Luis and myself because we're dads. We. When when we found out that we were going to be dads, we told everybody. Everybody congratulated us. Our wives were the ones carrying the baby, going through all the emotions, going through the labor, getting their bodies ravaged. And at the end of the day, what do, what do we do? We grab the baby. We take all the glory. We take all the pictures, right? We didn't do anything. We just showed up for the fun part, for the planning party. And did. then the wife does the everything. That's what a goal scorer does. The, the goal score is the dad because the action, the, the, the hard work happens in that midfield. And of, of, this happens because, listen, humans are going to be who they are. We're going to follow the ball. We're going to follow the ball, and uh, we, don't, we don't see what, what's happening behind it. But at the end of the day, friends, I think uh, we're going to do great. And besides, we, uh, if, if we can briefly talk about it, uh, we have uh, League's Cup coming up. Yeah, uh, that's why I was going to go next. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Go ahead, uh, go ahead. So, so, and I'm going to do it real quick because we're, we're, we're crunching time. I think this is an, an quote me, optimistic. Uh, and we already saw the depth that we have right now. Probably still with options to add a couple more pieces. 
I'm optimistic about this. Like, honestly, Santos Laguna, to me, I mean, doesn't transmit. And I say, and, and I know uh, Miguel Gallardo, if he's hearing this, he's not going to like me for it. But I think he, he's a, right now, Santos is a beatable team for, for Orlando City. I think Orlando could beat Santos Laguna. Now, when it comes to Houston Dynamo, for sure we can beat Houston. Like, I have no doubt with, with the squad that we have now. Now, it's all about the players, right? And the state of, you know, what, what are they thinking? What chances they're creating and they're scoring? Like, if we're going to see 150 passes and two shots, like we've seen last season, then I'm going to say, yeah, we're going to have a tough time. But I would like to think with the depth that we have and the players that we're getting healthy, you know, we're talking about Gaston Gonzalez, which he was actually – you know, he was a top uh, – I mean, people were looking at him from Germany, from, um, I know, Brazil, Spain, before Orlando City, before he got injured. And, um, you know, got Martin Ojeda, you got uh, Fabian Loyola, you know, you have uh, players like uh, Torres, Angulo, you know. So I, I want to say that, I mean, we definitely should go through out of this group. I mean, I, I, I have full faith. I, I don't know what are your thoughts. I know that we're touching MX grounds here, John, but I, I believe that this is an attainable group. I don't know what are your thoughts regarding Yeah, that. It's, uh, it's a lot nicer than the uh, CONCACAF drawing yeah, that we got for, for sure. Champions League. I mean, yeah, no, Tigres yeah, is yeah, like the hardest yeah, team we could have picked, and we got to play them early in the season. So that that's really tough, and uh, I think we're going to, I'm hoping we can do well, but it's a tough draw for us. This is a lot nicer. Um, my only thing about the Leeds Cup is we've never really seen it, and we don't know what it is, and we don't know how much the front office and the other team and Papi really care about the Leeds Cup. I know that sounds bad to say, but if you were to rank the competitions we're in, I would put the Leeds Cup at the bottom. Like, we've got an Open Cup to defend. We've got an MLS Cup that we're still chasing. And then we're in the Champions League. So, League's Cup is, is kind of like a mid-season cup that really is a time in past years that would have just been spent, you know, in a dead time. So, I think it's great that they're using that time that it's not just international break, but how much the MLS teams, right. not only just us, how much the other MLS teams and the League MX teams are going to care about it. I don't know. It's a brand new competition, and that and that's up for debate. I have a, a source in Mexico that they told me that more than likely for League Cup, especially for this group, they're going to put a B team. Now that's just um, what I've I've been told that they're that they're going to put more. Santos Laguna wants to win the MX Cup, so they they're focusing on that this year. They're not really looking into you know uh, any international glory at the moment, but. What are your thoughts, Dave, regarding this group? I mean, it seems to me it seems attainable, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, we played Santos Laguna already uh, in League's Cup 2021. Um, one 0 result. I felt that we could have we could have won at least tied it. Um, just it wasn't for us. Uh, we're hosting these two games. If you're a season ticket member, uh, you are getting these tickets as part of your package. So please let's go support the boys. Houston is in a rebuild year. They're, they're much weaker than last year. Uh, the, you know, again, anybody's beatable any at any time. 
but uh, Houston shouldn't be a problem. Santos Laguna to me, it's uh, if they're not gonna put the effort, uh, you know, why not? There's uh, $500,000 for the winner, uh, CCL spot, and uh, and a trophy. And I, I you know, I, I, I don't think Orlando City is in the condition of, um, you know, walking away from any trophies this year. That's right. I agree. What about you, um, uh, Paola, regarding this uh, League Cup 2023? I'm excited because I was in that um, game on 2021, and I was the only purple point. <laughs> my surrounding was Santos Laguna and I was next to the tunnel. Oh. I was like, ah, what is going on here? So I hope that we show our love to the boys this year, um, showing um, to this game. Like John and David said, like if we win and we advance, we advance. If we don't, I, I think I'm, I'm focused more on MLS Cup and defend our Open Cup trophy and see what we are capable in the CCL than this cup, I think they're not going to take it, you know, they're they're not going to take it seriously. So, but it's a beatable team. It's a beautiful, um, beatable um, stage group that we can advance. Um, Oscar Pareja already knows how Mexico plays because he used to be in Tijuana, if I'm not mistaken, coaching. Right. So Tijuana, he knows... Yeah what to expect and he already faced Santos Laguna back in 2021 so let's see if the bench is is playing or the first team is playing for this one so I'm I'm curious yeah it's going to be really interesting for sure um this group I I have full faith that we're definitely be able to succeed in the league's cup Hopefully, it also, you know we have a mix of of OCB too maybe on there um because yeah, I think that's probably going to be the route uh, because, I mean, the depth for the other two other cups that we we need to defend the cup. We need to, you know, so I, I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, CCL berths, we have the, the U.S. Open Cup too, you know, if, if we win that. And uh, it'll be just crazy if Orlando wins all of them. I mean, it will be like the Barcelona of the South. We'll be winning, you know, we'll be like, you know, 2024 season, we'll be walking like Vince McMahon walking on the, you know, walking on the ring, you know, uh, for sure. Um, you know, they're the dream, guys. They're the dream. So let's see. Uh, Joshua Tall says, I think we can win the group too. Thank you so much. Joshua, that would be awesome if we beat both of them. I think it, I think it's attainable. Hector Ayala says, buenos días, muchachos, desde Taiwán. Son las 10 y 50 aquí. Un abrazo. It says, uh, Good morning, uh, guys uh, from Taiwan. It's 10.50 a.m. here. Uh, big hug, uh, Hector Ayala. Hector keeps me. moving uh, further west. He was in Phoenix. He, went, uh, he was in New Orleans, then Phoenix, Taiwan. A big hug to Hector. Great supporter, faithful of this yeah, club. Sure. And got a great job in aviation. So, Hector, <laughs> uh, much love, my brother. There you go. But, guys, uh, closing remarks. Um, John, um, any closing remarks you, you have before we close? Yeah, I mean, a, a couple things. One, um, Arsenal went ahead and signed Trossard from Brighton, which I'm yeah. hoping means that they are giving up on Faku Torres uh, because yeah. if we lose him, that's a, that then he's we need slow. to do something. That's yeah, like the, the squad is great, but if Torres goes, we need to replace him like with somebody of DP of his level so that that's one thing which i i think is in our favor 
The other thing is a big question about this year, and I, I'm racking my head about it, is is what formation is Papi going to play? And I, I can't uh, – part of me says, yeah, he's going to do the same thing as last year, um, and we're going to keep playing with a, you know, a, a three behind a striker and then two midfielders and a back four. But all these signings, and they're, I would say all of them have the ability to play multiple positions. And David talked about last week that people might be playing other positions. So I, I really want to see that first game and, and how the team's laid out. We, we might end up with two strikers. We might end up with one striker. We might end up with no attacking midfielder and play more defensive midfielders. It's, it's hard to say. But uh, I think that's the thing. Once we know that, then I'll feel a lot more confident about where our players lay out in that formation and, and if we have any holes or gaps uh, to fulfill the roles that Papi needs. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, for Paola, la, last remarks? 33 days and we're back to the stadium. So the countdown begins. Right. I cannot wait to be there cheering. And like John said, looking at the starting 11 because I don't know what's going on. Um, also, a day um, like tomorrow, we signed Faku. So happy anniversary for Faku there. Oh, wow. um, so probably for the rest of the week, we're going to see the new signing officially. So we don't know. Probably they're going to do it tomorrow or Wednesday. I'm always paying attention to Twitter and see uh, what they post. <laughs> so let's see how it goes. But thir 33 more days and we're back to the stadium. So that's, I'm pumped. That's, that's great. Uh, I, I bow this year uh, before I give the mic to Dave. Um, I bow this year to go to the supporter sections and, and actually enjoy a game like I used to back in the day, not work. So I will take my time to maybe, you know, U.S. Open Cup game or things like that. I, I can go and just actually pay my ticket, go buy a beer. Tailgate with us. Right. Yeah. Come, sure. come hang out with me on the wall. I'm there. Every yeah, week. yeah. Some, some hacky sack, you know, outside, <laughs> you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, definitely it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a great 2023 season. Very happy for Orlando. And Dave, last remarks. So we can close. Yes. Quick things. Uh, our club uh, on Monday will be heading out to IMG Academy for uh, our preseason games. None of them, uh, they, they already said, uh, according to Austin David, that I'm going to let the results public. We're not going to know who they're going to play against. They just, they're just going to do their thing. Uh, you know, I, I don't like it, but I'll, I'll respect that decision. Uh, then uh, they will be coming back. Uh, as you guys know, eight on the 18th, we have that, that open uh, – um, preseason game uh also uh the orlando crusaders of indoor uh soccer are going to start their season february 5th for those that want to enjoy that that version of the game uh what's next the uh tickets for the opener are already uh on sale i uh, aside from my season tickets, I purchased more tickets. I'm uh, going to have more family join me that day. We're going to be a group of nine. To uh, and, and two of the my cousin and his wife uh, are going to be first-timers going to Orlando City, so I'm excited about that. So with that said, uh, thank you very much to, the, to everybody. And last, if you want to uh, join me supporting Steven Edge this Sunday as we uh, play against uh, Stoke 
City in the my team. Yes, oh, in <laughs> oh, is it your team? Oh, look, fantastic! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stoke City in the in FA England. Cup. So uh, we're we're super excited about that. Uh, obviously, we're a smaller club. So uh, so with that said, my friends, thank you, thank you uh, for joining us as always and showing us the love. Uh, I, I enjoy I enjoy that. Uh, when people at the stadium stop me to get pictures, and I don't know why you why you guys want pictures with me, but uh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much to John, to Dave, and Paola. We'll see you guys next week. Vamos Orlando. Take care, guys. Vamos Orlando. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our Purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter, as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.